Welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson number seven for Friday, October 19th. We are finishing this week uh, quite theological. <laughs> uh, I'm going through Friday. And I, out of all the days, this is the day that I had the hardest time extracting something specific because it's uh, quite deep actually I, i'm surprised that it ends this way because this could have been an entire week that we studied this um it, it relates to the idea of the visible versus invisible church we're praying for the unity of believers and we discussed the idea of ecumenism uh, we discussed the idea of how to relate to other christians and we, we touched on, you know, the balance between, or actually not the balance, but the avoidance of the extremes between arrogant and ashamed. And that was in a previous episode this week. Um, so the, the, the church, how do we view the church? Um, there's some elements, some dynamics here. Uh, I'm just going to read some, some of the sentences here. The universal church is broader than any denomination. Uh, the Adventist church does not claim to be Christ's universal church. Um, there is this visible component to the church, which are the denominations, Lutherans, Methodists, and of course us Adventists. And theologians call that the visible churches. But there's an element of invisibility in that, in that um, within each denomination, you have the weeds and the tares. Within each denomination, you have the genuine and the false, the lukewarm and the, the, the love, the true love. The love that continues to grow and press forward. We're still growing. We're definitely not a, not claiming uh, a perfect, uh, a having arrived type of a theology or spirituality. But definitely we need to aim to love as we talked yesterday. But this element of the church, I think, helps us understand how to relate better to other Christians. We have visible representations through the denominations but within each denominations, you will find genuine Christian believers, believers that do study the scriptures. I have met Christians in other denominations that on their own, they have arrived at conclusions very similar or identical to the ones we, we've um, extracted from the scriptures when it comes to Sabbath, state of the dead, etc. And it's been amazing to me how they, with humility, have asked God for guidance and the Holy Spirit has guided them uh, into all of these beautiful truths. Now, it, the church uh, finishes saying, this is an article by Dr. Rodriguez. It says, therefore, Adventists do not limit the concept of God's true church to their own denomination, nor do they automatically extend it to other Christian churches. We don't call any other church the only exclusive um, true church. And we don't ascribe that to ourselves either. Um, because we understand that within the Adventist church, there's politics, there's corruption, there's pastors with some ideas that are definitely not biblical, even members, you know, that become uh, sidetracked with things that are not scriptural. So in that sense, um, we, we're not perfect and um, we still need the Lord. We still need the grace of God. But there is something about our church that differentiates ourselves from the other churches. And this is this, that striking balance between arrogance and ashamed. Um, though we are not the universal church, the universally visible church, we are the visible remnant. And that is, like I said, you know, I'm, I told you, this could have been an entire week of studying. The, the visible remnant. And that visible remnant is simply this. 
It's not that God loves these people more or in a special or unique way. The idea of a special remnant is, is simply this, is only based on a message. Revelation chapter 14, 6 through 12, what was what we commonly called the three angels message. And like at the intro of this story, right, of this lesson today, if you were to say to the, go to any church in North America or the world, but since we're in North America, even here in Michigan, pick a random church in Iowa, in Nebraska, California, New York, Pennsylvania, etc. And walk into any church on any given Sabbath and the first member that you grab and say, hey, give me a... Um, 10-minute summary of the three angels message i don't know what be the stats of how many members will be able to give you a biblical balanced christ-centered response or how many will look at you like the who of the what <laughs> we have work to do um i know from my own experience it wasn't until my mid to late 20s that I was first introduced to do this um, universal message. The three angels' messages, uh, it begins, like I told you, in Revelation chapter 12, verses 6, all the way through verse 12. And it begins with, you know, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. Right there. Everlasting gospel. Gospel, good news, that never expired, that never are outdated, that are never irrelevant. The everlasting gospel is very much applicable and vital, vitally needed today by the world, to be heard by the world. The everlasting gospel to preach to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. That's a universal message. It doesn't come from a universally visible church, but it comes from a remnant with a universal message for the world. And I think that's the balance between the, the arrogance and the ashamed when you know what these these messages mean. Because I'm going to tell you right now that the three angels message, basically what it is, is the concentration of everything in the Bible in those in these uh, passages. So you have the, the first angels message calling people to fear God and worship Him. And I'm not going to go into detail. You can go and study it yourself. <laughs> so that should someone randomly come into the Oakwood Church and God willing, they come and ask you, excuse me, I've been told that you guys believe you guys have a remnant message, a last a end time message to give to the world. And I'm curious, I heard that it's called the Three Angels Message. Could you explain it to me right now? I, I am confident that the Holy Spirit would bring to you the, into, to your, from your memory all the, the time you've invested studying and seeking to understand who you are as a Seventh-day Adventist. The Three Angels message is what identifies us as the remnant. And trust me, you will not be only reading those verses. From those verses, you will be jumping from Genesis to Isaiah to Matthew to the Psalms all over the place because in those three messages, we have the concentration of the everlasting gospel. I hope that you will take ownership of who you are as a Seventh-day Adventist and you will seek to stay balanced. I told you in an earlier episode, it is those Adventists that understand what we believe, why we believe with Christ at the center that are the only ones really that are capable of avoiding those two extremes, the arrogant extreme and the ashamed extreme. And I'm praying for you, the same prayer someone prayed for me for many years, that I would come to the Lord seeking Him through the scriptures 
and I understand who I am and what my mission is as a Seventh-day Adventist, I pray you will do the same.